Oh, now my coffee's cold. <sighs> oh, well, whose fault is no, that I, now? This is what I always do. I, I, I get coffee, and then I start doing stuff, and I forget all about it. So then when I remember, <sighs> oh, yeah, I have that. It's ice cold. And it's in my Hufflepuff it, mug. Well, I've got my trusty Captain America mug. It's big, it's glorious, and I love it. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can always go back on, listen to, oh my God, I can't even talk. Wait, I need a sip of coffee. Cut that, start over, take two. No, leave that in, the people like that. You can always catch up on back episodes of The Watchlist with Patty and Bill by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. Engage with us on social media. We would love that. Add symbol Pirate Alice. Add symbol Bill Ivory Larson. Add symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to subscribe to us, remember to hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you happen to listen on Apple, please give us a five-star review. We would love that. Indeed. All right, I have. I, I want to start this podcast today talking about two very specific things. Okay. So would you indulge me for just a minute? Absolutely. Everything, everywhere, all at once is fucking amazing. I told you. I told you. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> and and with, with all of the Oscar shit that uh, has now... It, the good part of streaming people is that now there are as long as you subscribe to them there are various ways to catch the oscars especially best picture nominees Mm -hmm. so we checked out everything everywhere all at once and it is amazing it is timey-wimey it is goofy as fuck i can't even describe it it's hard exactly but impossible to describe it you just have to see it did you rent it no oh where did you find it no, everything, everywhere, all at once is available on. Um, oh fuck! Where did we watch it? It says it's available now if you have Showtime. Okay, I don't. But have but we have Paramount Plus, uh, and you can get Showtime through Paramount right. Plus. Right. So that's how we watched it, and I'll tell you this: I, it is amazing that a. That an uh, that a movie about the multiverse of possibilities in one's life can be so emotionally engaging makes it best picture of the year. Yeah, it's amazing. It is now, fantastic. I, I will, and I will say this too. I, I said last time. I don't know. Did you put in my Oscar predictions, or did you cut those I out cut the those last out. time? Oh my God. Well, I. So that we could save him for later, and dude, the, the show know. was like, man, that was. I know it was seven hours it was long. Like it was like forever. fucking Showa. Yeah. I know, I know it was. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you who deserves an Oscar nomination: Kihai Kwan. I told you. He is he fucking great in this. He is. Huh? He is. I told you. This. And I mean, everybody is great in that movie. Oh fuck! Loved yeah. it. Oh fuck yeah! I mean. I don't know if Jamie Lee Curtis's part was big enough for me to nominate her. She got nominated. She did get nominated, yeah. But she's one of those ones, it's kind of like the movie Chicago where they nominated everybody except Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah. Like even Queen Latifah can can lay claim to an Academy Award nomination for Chicago. But... While I while I love Jamie Lee Curtis and I am not throwing shade at all, I don't think her part was big enough or propelled the story enough. Right. Yeah. To fit my definition of what a supporting character is. But I'll tell you what, that kid from fucking Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom steals this movie. But I hope he wins. I want him to win so, so bad. bad. And so bad. and I do. And I'll tell you what, it is, it's an amazing movie. If any of you have any opportunity to watch everything, everywhere, all at once, throw your, throw your preconceptions about sci-fi and movies and, and all that shit out the window and sit there and just get into the reality of what this movie is. It is heartwarming and touching and beautiful. 
It's really awesome. It's an amazing, amazing movie. Now, the second thing is, because I'm going to be reviewing something today off of this particular streaming service, I don't know if any of you heard all the kerfuffle shenanigans (laughs) hullabaloo from Netflix this week. Oh, gosh, yeah. But we, but we first heard about it because David, shout out to David. What's up, David? Um, sent us this thing about Netflix's rules for combating um, password sharing. Mm-hmm. And I read it. And, and the reason that they did it, and, and everybody has to understand this, the reason they did it was a fishing expedition. They threw that press release out there. And claimed it to was see on accident. In, and claimed it was on accident or it was premature. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, they you know, their CEO sent out an email saying, Nope, sorry, this exists in other countries, but we didn't mean for it to to, you know, be out here, but that's bullshit. They were mm-hmm. testing the waters for an absolutely heinous program where every month you would need to log in from your Netflix account at home to maintain Netflix. Yeah. Which is bullshit. And and the day I found out about it, coincidentally the day we were watching Everything Everywhere All at Once, I turned to Laura and I said, do we really need Netflix? And she sheepishly said, but The Witcher is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> And I and I and I instantly thought, well, all right, that's her shit. But Henry Cavill's not going to be in it anymore hmm. because of that whole getting screwed by Warner Brothers thing. He left The Witcher to go be Superman, and then got let go from Superman. But they already replaced him on The Witcher. Hmm. He's a he's a boat without a harbor right now. Poor guy, yeah. Henry Cavill. We love you. Yeah, you're a treasure and a good-looking goddamn man. Anyway. But I asked her, can we live without Netflix? And she said, but we watch a lot of shit on Netflix. Yeah, shit. Well, it's not shit. I know, shit. I'm kidding. It's, I'm kidding. it's mediocre. I'm kidding. I know, I know. But <laughs> at $21 a month, you know, the, the 20 bucks plus tax, I am not going to log into my account every single month on my devices just to keep Netflix going. No, fuck that. And then they come out with the, oh, you know what? We were we were just joshing you. You know, nah, that's not going to happen. Something is coming about password sharing. They just don't know what it is and what it looks like and all that other sort of shit. So log on to thewatchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button, hit us up on social media, DM us, whatever you need to do. If you had to jump through hoops to keep Netflix, would you do it or would you dump Netflix? Because I tell you what, if you can picture my fingers right now, we were this close to dumping Netflix, as were a lot of people. We had friends reach out back to us and say, yep, that's, that's on the chopping block. Because I don't think the level of programming they're doing overall is worthy of that extra kind of hoop. Yeah. Uh, so Netflix sent me an email two days ago about. Oh. Um, <laughs> You're talking directly to Netflix. I love no, it. No, it's it's so, one of their pro, you know, like a, a promo email no, kind of thing. I was having fun. Like you I, have a direct line to the no, CEO. No, I wish I did. No, it's it's <sighs> you know one of their badge emails. Uh, and the subject line was more benefits with your premium plan. So they have same price, even more benefits, is what this email is talking about, about with cinematic sound and watch on the go, crystal clear 4K HDR, blah, blah, blah. But the best part here is uh, towards the bottom of this email, right before the footer. It has stream on four devices at a time. Anyone who lives with you can watch. Yeah. Is what it specifically says. Right. Anybody who lives with you you can watch. So as long as that person is in the same household or has access to your Wi-Fi network, Uh which means they have to be in close fucking proximity enough to log on to your Wi-Fi network. Yeah. When, like, 
uh, not too long ago, Netflix was on social media saying, you know, love is sharing your passwords. But now it's I just only think they, people in the same house. Yeah. You know what? I just think they ought to do away with whatever fucked up programming they're doing. And for every account share out of my heart house, charge me an extra two bucks or, or yeah, something. Yeah, something like that. I would I would do that. And make it and make it for a limited time so that the person doing the sharing has three months or something like that. And then give that person the opportunity to join Netflix at a special hey, we see that you've been enjoying Netflix on somebody else's account. You've been enjoying it. Now it's time for you to do and it. And give both people give both people like one of those referral discounts that different things Exactly. Have. Like I get Exactly. I don't know, so much off my m- one month of my subscription and they get so much off for signing up. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they sign up, we get 5 bucks off or 10 bucks off or whatever yeah. it is for a month. And then the other person gets a discount because they can join the premium thing for $5 off or whatever. Yeah. For a limited time, yeah. and have it be like that, yo. Yeah, and have it be like I can refer this... up to five people, so that I don't go right. crazy getting it all the time, which is what like Dish right. Network was doing. And I yeah. and, uh, and YouTube TV does it, and so YouTube TV. I was told that your Google, like YouTube and Google, are are owned the same people. Blech, that was hard to say. And I know what you mean. You could do you could create a Google family group with people across the country. And according huh. when I signed up for YouTube TV, it said anybody in my Google family group can share my YouTube TV. So I shared it with Sam, but the fine print was mm-hmm. in order for them to use your YouTube TV they have to be in the same house on the same IP address with the same zip code. So the Sam fuck? was able to use YouTube TV for three months and then she got locked out because she's in a hole somewhere else. Wait. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, but after three months... After three months, she but, got locked out of the YouTube TV because... She's not here in my zip code in the Chicagoland area. And see, but that to me is That's okay fine. because she had three it months. It would have been nice if they told me this. I It was yes, fine yes. print hidden until I really actually looked for that clause. I, I didn't see it. Right. But if they laid that out instantly, like your share gets three months, period. That's yeah. it. Well, it's more like three months you could be in a different place. So if I was traveling, I could log in not in my home, and I would have a limited amount of time to do that. Well, yeah. But sharing with her for three months, I mean, yeah. And what I really wish some of these streaming services would do is allow me to Uh gift somebody a subscription. But YouTube TV doesn't have that at all. I could give her like a well, but Google gift card or some shit. But I would have to do that every month. But theoretically, and before we go even deeper yeah. down this rabbit hole, because we could, and I'm sorry I fucking brought that's it up a, right yeah, now. Okay. But, but you, in, in, in this new world order... Instead of the other person paying two dollars, you just pay two or three dollars totally to have this that. share. I'd be totally down for that. And and then you're gifting yes. this person a membership, and it could even be on the paid tier of Netflix. Oh, yeah. it, you know, yeah. whatever. And then at the end of that, when they send the email out to that person, because technology is weird, and they will find out who it is. Mm-hmm. Baskin and Robbins always finds out. You know, they, they, when they reach out to them, you could say, "Hey, you know what? I'll take care of that for you for a year or whatever." Yeah. You would, ha- you could have that option, and then this way they get another subscription. They've already made extra money off of you for sharing. Yeah. And then poof. 
it, there are just better ways to go about it than saying, nope, you need to log on to your shit. You know, in other words, it is better to jump through the hoops that benefit you rather than hinder you. Exactly. And and they certainly found out almost the hard way how many subscriptions would be dropped. Yeah. Yeah, I think they did. If that happened. So, again, log on to the watchlistpod.com, uh, click on the contact us button, DM us, do do your thing. Would you drop Netflix if it became harder to watch Netflix? All right. So I've got three things this week. I have three things as well. And all of them are excellent. Nah, two are good. One is, uh, it is what it is. So you know what? We're going to start with that because I want the shit out of the okay. way. I want to leave people on a happy, peppy cool. note. So on Wednesday on ABC, regular broadcast network, was the Schoolhouse what? Rock 50th anniversary sing-along. Oh, that sucked. You can watch it on Disney+, Plus, and I think they also mentioned Hulu as a place to watch it. It was okay. It was more of a, I feel like it was more of an ad for Donors Choose because they kept pushing that between the different songs. And there's only a few of the songs that they did. And some of the people they got to sing it was like, huh? Really? Like uh, Jason Biggs and his wife, Jenny Mullen, sing I'm Just a Bill. And he's dressed up as Bill, and she's dressed up as the kid, and you only see little bits of the original cartoon, and of course they have the words across the bottom of the screen with the little dancing ball, so you could sing along. And I don't know, I, I that part, there were a few songs that were great, and uh, the rest were like, okay. So Julianne Hough sings Interplanet Janet, and she sound like you hear in your head, the per original person singing. I don't know if you do. I do. Because I've seen these so many oh, times. Oh, always. It's, I hear the person in my head. And as she sang it, she kind of, she was close to that person, the original singer in my head, as she sang it. But she's in this weird-ass costume, and I didn't need to watch her singing. I'd rather see the cartoon, personally. If I'm going for the nostalgia, yeah. I want to see the whole fucking cartoon. You could have somebody else singing it. Yes. You could cut a couple of times to me see her, but I didn't need to watch her the whole flipping time. And then the interjection song, which is a fun one, especially because at the end it's like, darn, that's the end. You have Cal Penn and Raven Simone singing it. Yeah. That reaction I see is, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Well... <clears throat> When we worked for the company that we worked for together, mm -hmm. one of the one of the greatest perks of that job was that we got free DVDs yes. all the yes. fucking time. I love. Yeah. And remember, got we one. got that shipment of Schoolhouse That's Rock, damn right? Straight, I have it still. I put that shit in, and I was I played that shit. I did too. Because Schoolhouse Rock shouldn't be fucked with. No. I mean it's. It's it's just those cartoons are classic. It is literally one of my earliest memories of seeing a black superhero. And that one, that's um, Verb. Verb. The guy who they had sing Verb was brilliant, and I would watch him all was the time. He? His Neo sings that one, and he is amazing. And they did show the little black superhero Good. kid and stuff on the screen at that yep. moment, and I was like. That's awesome. The only thing that I was missing of that performance, and wasn't it had nothing to do with Neo. It was at the very end. You know how it they it's he's singing that final bit to love, and the little kid runs and yeah. hugs his mom. They didn't show that. They just showed a heart, Aww. and I was like, "Oh, I need to see the kid hugging that his mom." That sucks. That's the best fucking that, part yeah, because the, he becomes the superhero. Yeah. And then he and then he floats down and he lands yeah. in his mother's and it just it's it beautiful. Was I love that part. And yeah, they didn't put. That but in. also in the seventies when you had representation yeah. like that, it was massive. It was awesome. It was. It was yeah. awesome. Just I'm sitting there taking my Constitution test oh. in eighth grade. Uh -huh. And it says, there is a question, write out the preamble. 
We, the we had to recite it in front in of the class. In order to form a more perfect And union. the teacher said you cannot sing it. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah. Well, then you could do it in the cadence. We, the people, in order, in order yeah. to form a more perfect union. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, just, it, it, was, it was a struggle but, to not sing it. But that uh, song man. is the only reason why Gen X can't, knows, you know, but from memory, the preamble to the Constitution. Or anything else. You go up to a Gen Xer and say, I'm just a oh, bill. Oh, yeah. They'll know that. Yeah. Somebody else would probably say, and I'm sitting okay. here on yeah. Capitol Hill. Or if Hill. you go, lolly, lolly, lolly. And you know how much shit I got for that? <laughs> oh. Wait. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. It's the adverb. Lolly, lolly, lolly. Get your get adverbs, your adverbs here. here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Come man. on down to lollies. Get your adverbs here. So, but this goes, it sounds like it goes, and I'm sorry you had such a weird experience watching it, but it's good, but it goes along with Disney's live remakes of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the one thing, okay, so I was in the drama club in high school, and the music director would constantly press into us, when you're singing, you must overly enunciate. It might sound weird to you. But you have to do it so that when people hear the song, you're not mumbling through it. And they had like the Disney Broadway cast of people singing the noun song. And there's one, there's a part in the noun song where she sings about taking a ferry. I took a ferry to the Statue of Liberty. Yep, yep. The guy who sings that line, he says it liberty. So when I'm hearing Uh, it, it's like liberty. Not with a T, yeah. Liberty. And it he is like the poster child of why you enunciate when you're singing songs. And it's over-enunciate where it feels weird to you because you need to pronounce the words correctly. And it just, that was like glaring at me because you, again, I'm hearing the original singer singing that song in my head. Yep. And I'm like, what? what? Yep. He's like, what is, what is that? That isn't the word. Yeah. But well. of the songs that were sung... Black Eyed Peas doing three as the magic number was was good. They changed up okay. a couple of the lyrics because they added themselves. Black Eyed Peas is number has three or something shit like that. And then there's a part All where right, you're singing whatever. where they mention faith, hope, and charity. They change it to faith, hope, and trinity, which seemed a little odd to me. Like, what is what? And then Neo All singing right. the verb. Those are the two that I uh. really liked. I don't know who they they did not do conjunction junction although Shaquille they didn't do conjunction junction they have a little like a I don't know a zoom video with Shaquille O'Neal where he tries to sing a little bit of it and I'm like oh just stop oh Oh, just stop oh hell and then they did the figure eight where Derek Huff and some other dancer are dancing but I don't know who sang that it was not the original audio yeah it was pretty His watching them dance. <laughs> yes. Are you watching them dance? <laughs> and I was like, huh. Oh, but Kermit and Fozzie did the unpack your adjectives, which that was cute. Aww. That was cute. That's yeah. right. So some of them were like, it, it, I could do without that. And the dancing kids in the classroom, I could do without them. Totally. I don't need those people. So here's a question for you. Knowing that, and I think you can stream. You can stream the original stuff on Disney Plus. Yes. On Disney yes, Plus. they have that on Disney Plus. Would you recommend watching this? Oh, no. Watch the original Both of them. Or- Just watch the original all right, stuff. All right, all right. Go, go to your Disney oh. Plus. Find the real oh. Schoolhouse Rocks because they have the 50th anniversary sing-along. Don't watch that. Or if you watch yeah. it, just jump to Neo, Neo singing Verb because that was amazing. I, You know what? I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done because I like Neo. And then Neo hop and... to the end if you want to see some Black Eyed Peas singing Three is a Magic Number. I liked, I liked okay. their performance. They did tease a little bit in the middle of Black Eyed Peas doing the Rufus Xavier Sarsaparilla, the pronouns one. Yeah. I love that one. But we didn't hear it. We didn't hear it or we didn't see them perform the whole thing. They just tease it in the middle. I'm like, why are you showing me that if you're not going to put it in the show? uh, Schoolhouse Rock is a national fucking treasure. Created by an advertising (sighs) executive. Well, that person earned their paycheck. Well, yeah, he pitched it to 
uh, Michael Eisner. And, of course, it was chosen. He did it all because his yeah. son could sing pop songs but couldn't remember his multiplication tables. Yep, exactly. That's exactly why he did it. And I'll tell you what, and brains are sponges, man. And kids, all right, no, I don't want to rail yeah, and be yeah. an old man. Yes, I fucking <laughs> do. All right. So I don't understand how kids are being taught math these days. I don't either. I don't I get it. I don't understand it all. I don't get it. And and I can, now, obviously, there are people who have a greater aptitude toward numbers. Oh, yeah. Just as much as people have a greater aptitude toward sports, greater aptitude toward science. Grammar, the whole bit. I get it. But- as they say in, in Boys in the Hood, math and one other thing are the only universal subjects. Yes. Two will two plus two will always equal four. Watching something like Schoolhouse Rock and how it 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 sticks with you even after I mean fifty years? Forty over forty plus years, fifty years. years that's Schoolhouse Rock. That's amazing. Yeah. And why wouldn't we teach kids the way that we were taught oh no we have to go and fuck with it and now okay, your mouth is moving but i hear nothing <laughs> i know i'm hearing it in my i'm hearing it in my head because i don't want to go on but anyway so watch the original schoolhouse rocks on disney Plus. yeah it, it's that's amazing right. but yeah that this unless you want to see these people singing it wasn't that great and i was sad because they picked random yeah, oh well. Yeah. Right. Anyway, moving on. So I'm going switching gears. Indeed. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with a very good movie that is in no way how it was billed. Mm. All right. Okay. So remember how I was saying that if you have these streaming services, you can start catching up on all your Oscar fare and all that mm -hmm. stuff. We watched The Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, that's on Netflix, right? Uh, that would be false, Patty. Oh, that is not. actually on HBO Max. Oh, right damn it. Yes, it's you're right. Max you're right. right. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There is one of them that's on Netflix, and I can't remember yeah. which one. Oh, All Quiet on the Western Front, I think, is on Netflix. Oh, okay. I knew one of but, them um, was. I really but here's the thing, and this actually leads into a third issue that I wanted to talk about. So the Banshees of Inishirin, which stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, they are the two main characters in this, um, takes place in 1923 on a remote island off the coast of Ireland. So um, Padrick, who is played by Colin Farrell, he's devastated because his best friend, Calm, suddenly ends their friendship. Like, one day they're having beer at the pub. The next day he's like, fuck off, don't go, you know, whatever. That's happened to me. So, so, but Padrick wants to find out why, and he wants to do whatever he can to repair this relationship. Yep. But then Brendan Gleeson's character wants so desperately to end the friendship. I don't, I don't well, all right. I should say this. He self-mutilates to prove a point that, and he says to him, I will do the, and I won't share what he does because that leads to something that happens later in the movie that I don't want to mm -hmm. spoil. I will do this if you don't fuck off and leave me alone. And I'm serious. I will do this. And, you know, Colin Farrell's like, okay. But he can't, he can't, he can't sit with that, you like, know. Why? This guy does, like what why? did I do that was so awful? What did huh. I do? And because it's 1923 oh, on a small island, everybody knows yeah, everybody. Yeah. And you all go to the same pub. You all go to the You're same all church. Each other's you business. all walk past each other. Yeah. Right. You walk past each other on the path going oh, to God. these places. So there's no way to avoid this person. Wow. But sure enough, Brendan Gleeson carries through on his threat. And... And it ties into something that Brendan Gleeson absolutely loves to do. Mm. And it is a study in desperation and depression and the state of one's life. But this film is billed as a comedy drama. It is? 
I've only yes. heard the title. I am I've looking never, at... I didn't know the genre at all. It is listed as a comedy That's... drama if you what? Google it. We watch this movie, and it's very good. Colin Farrell absolutely deserves an Oscar nomination okay. for it. Really, absolutely. And then Laura had to explain to me exactly what a banshee mm -hmm. is. Okay. It is a harbinger of death. Yes, it is. And, and I had no idea of that because I'm not as smart as you guys. It's, I just watch movies. I'm Irish, so Irish folk, folk tale stuff, yes. Oh, okay. All <laughs> right. See, I, I didn't get so. that. Even though there is a small part of me that is yeah. Irish, it is obviously the, not the correct part of Irish <laughs> that would know what the fuck a banshee is. When I watched this with her, I had to sit for a minute and kind of recover. Because the shit that happens in this movie is so fucking depressing. Mm, so it's a heavy one. So was there it's any a heavy moment of movie. levity to have comedy in that the, description? No, not uh. enough. And, and, well, no. There are a couple of light exchanges in the okay. movie where the dialogue is actually peppier and actually does have some humor to it. But those pieces of dialogue in no way, shape, or form should have led somebody to describe this movie as a comedy drama. It is a straight-up drama. Now, if you go into it thinking it's a comedy drama, you're expecting some comedic oh, shit. shit. But then, but then, as the movie goes on and it gets dark, it gets fucking dark and you're like where the fuck is the comedy so do I recommend this movie yes I do because it's very good it is in no way shape or form a comedy so if you are interested in seeing that and have HBO Max be prepared for two hours of drama with maybe one or two chuckles over some dialogue exchanges but that's about it and you will need to do Does the Dog Die? Ah, okay. And and the reason I say that is because out of the blue, we're like, well, fuck. <laughs> you wouldn't expect to have to do DoesTheDogDie.com in this movie, but All there right. you go. Um, it is called The Banshees of Inishirin. It is actually nominated for a shitload of Oscars, including Best Picture. See, that's why I just assumed it was a drama, because it's nominated for Best Picture. All, best Picture is yeah, almost again, always so... a drama, especially if it's one I haven't heard of. And, uh... yeah, that's, yeah. But that leads me to another conversation, which we will have okay. later. I don't, right. I, I don't want to mess up the review part of this show, <laughs> but remind me to come back to the Oscars and okay. nominations. Oh, All right, what by else the way, you, you mentioned Extraordinary last week, which is on HBO, a British show about an entire... Like, everybody has some superpower except for one girl. And I sat down to watch it, and I binged the fuck out of that and watched the whole damn thing in, like, one sitting. Because uh, it is And I need awesome. to go back and oh watch it because that's my that new shit. Is yeah, it's amazing, awesome. amazing, and people should go to Hulu and watch Extraordinary because it's fucking amazing. It is yeah. funny as fuck. And, and I'll tell it is a good replacement for Zoe's Extraordinary yes, Playlist. I would agree with that. Season one. Yes, season one. Because season two was season like... Two, uh, yeah. Season two was like... Yeah. But season one was brilliant. An extraordinary on Hulu is It's incredible. incredible. It's brilliant. And I, I want a season two now. This is one where I need yes. more. Yes. I need more. All right. Yeah. So the next thing I have... So there's... I don't know. Okay. This was before we start... Hit the record button. So much drama going on. There's... Amazon oh has God. a PBS Masterpiece channel that you have to subscribe to. It's not a PBS thing where you get all the PBS con content. It's just the stuff that's a masterpiece on PBS. So all those dramas they have, and they might have some movies, that's where you get access to those, the newer ones. You could watch the older ones with your Prime subscription for free, but the newer ones are where you subscribe to this. It's currently like $5.99 a month. I 
it was Black Friday or Cyber Monday. They had some kind of special for the PBS Masterpiece, and I cannot remember what I paid for it. But apparently I paid for this because there was a show that Dwight had seen somewhere, some preview for it, and he had to see it. He wanted to watch it. It's called Astrid. And it's a French crime drama. Mm -hmm. He thought it was Spanish, but it's French. And the French name is like Astrid and Raphael or something like that. But on the PBS Masterpiece Amazon thing, it's just called Astrid. Now, Astrid is a woman with autism who works in like the police archives kind of area, scanning, organizing, and filing all the case files. She's got this photographic memory. She's able to find the patterns in things, and she's got this love of puzzles. So when this detective, Raphael Cost, goes to find some files of this uh, serial killer thing she's been on the case for, she runs into Astrid down there in the archives, and Astrid mentions this other case that is part of this whole serial murder that wasn't like Raphael had no idea about. And it was long before the start where she got on the case. And she's trying to figure out how did this woman know this? So then, of course, because she's so helpful with her photographic memory and puzzle solving stuff skills, she enlists her help in all the cases she's on. Which, of course, Astrid, has because she has autism, it takes her out of her routine and she gets a little frazzled and discombobulated. And it's, it's a, kind of a fun... If you like crime dramas, if you like foreign crime dramas, which people are into that genre, it's a good one. It is subtitled. I don't think it's uh, dubbed. But it's called Astrid, and it's a crime drama. You know, people solving murders and shit. And it's really good. I really liked it. Uh, Dwight sat down and watched part of the episode, and then because he had to read it, and it wasn't in Spanish, as he assumed, he he walked away mm-hmm. and didn't watch any more of it. Okay. So the next thing I have is actually on Apple TV+. Plus. Ooh. It's Shrinking. I saw the image of that. It is. It stars Jason Siegel and Harrison fucking Ford. <laughs> yeah. And and I have to say, I love this fucking show. Um, yeah. It's a movie about okay. a grieving therapist. It's a movie. No, 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 no. It's a series. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. It's a, it's series, a series, and uh, new episodes come out every Friday. I don't know how many episodes there will be, but... Um, it comes out every Friday. Oh, whatever. And Jason Siegel plays a grieving therapist. And he is grieving the loss of his wife, and it's been a year. And he gets so frustrated because all of his patients just keep saying the same shit over and over and over and over again with no results. So he begins yeah. to break the rules by telling his clients exactly what he thinks. And in doing that, he starts to break through to his clients. Oh. And Harrison Ford plays the senior most therapist, and, and Jason Siegel is part of that guy's practice. Uh-huh. And they also have another coworker who is, um, she is a therapist as well. I'll tell you what, this is charming. It's, it's awesome. Jason Siegel has a teenage daughter in this. But she's not your typical harpy teenage daughter. Yes. Okay. But but when she is harpy, the personality of the actress playing her tones that down a little bit. So you understand that when she's being harpy, she's grieving also. Right. So it's about okay. how people come together and deal with things. It it It's really, really, really a good program. And it actually did make me laugh out loud a few times. It is a comedy drama. In the true sense of the phrase, comedy drama, Banshees of fucking Mm -hmm. Inishirin. This, (laughs) sorry, did I did I do that? Anyway, um, so if you have Apple TV Plus, uh, shrinking, 
it's it's just very very good and it's a nice i would even say palate cleanser to a lot of other shit that i know i watch and all that other sort of crap okay so anyway okay. it's very good apple tv plus shrinking apple tv plus proving it's got good quality content it ha- it, it has really good quality content Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Netflix. Um, and and I and I mean that wholeheartedly. Net Netflix may have a ton of shit, but a ton of yeah. mediocrity. I would rather have yeah. less content, but of higher quality. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, totally. and and it's just, it's just damn good. And to see Harrison Ford say the word "fuck" is worth it to me. <laughs> Only because, nice. you know, used to seeing him as fucking Indiana Jones or, you know, all these other characters. But you realize what a fine actor and national treasure he is also. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. So shrinking. Shrinking. I will, I will give that a try. Thank you. My last thing is also on the PBS Masterpiece uh, channel through Amazon Prime. It's Around the World in 80 Days. And David Tennant stars as your gentleman adventurer, Phineas Fogg. Ah. This is based on the book Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne. Mm-hmm. And so Phineas Fogg, he carries out his habits his habits with mathematical precision. And he's very meticulous about things in order and all that. And he's also a member of this reform club. And he spends his days at this club hanging out there and talking to all the guys. And one evening, he gets into an argument with somebody over an article in the newspaper that says, um, because there's this new railway section in India, it is now possible to travel around the world in 80 days. So there's a bet, and Fogg, who has never really left his routine of England where he's at, Goes off on an adventure, and the shit hits the fan, and the wackiness ensues. Mm. And he gets into the balloon, and they start traveling. Him and two companions, um, a woman who's a Abigail, Abigail who is trying to be a journalist, and her parents, her father does not want her to be a journalist. He wants her to be a proper lady. And then a guy who I think was uh, Dave Fogg's uh uh, valet but he had fired his valet but they all hang out and travel around and it's interesting it was kind of fun to watch I mean you got some David Tennant it'll fulfill your David Tennant needs if you're feeling David Tennant from David Tennant not being in your shows and <laughs> I liked it I started it out um, because there's like a bajillion things out there to watch I haven't gone back yet to finish it off but I liked it. I thought it was good. Nice. Around the world in 80 days on the PBS Masterpiece channel or really uh, it might even be available other places too. Because it's been out for a couple years now. The last thing I have is hilarious. Ah, okay. And in in the... course of this show i have dumped on netflix kind of heavily this is truly one of the gems on netflix that you should seek out it is called kunk on earth (gasps) that just dropped didn't it yeah just dropped. actually the first episode actually no the first oh that's in the uk yeah i think it just dropped here okay and it's on netflix and it is a mockumentary about the history of Earth. And Diane Morgan is an actress who plays Philomena Kunk. And I'll tell you what, she plays, it, it would be like if David Attenborough were stupid. <laughs> and that's the only way that I could describe this because she that's is so awesome. serious and deadpan in her delivery, that it's perfect. You're listening to her as if you are watching an actual documentary, 
but then you listen to the words coming out of her mouth. It's his, and they're all wrong. It's hysterical. <laughs> it is absolutely hysterical. So if you like things like like um like Waiting for Guffman or Best in Show and and even Schitt's Creek and just deadpan humor that is far more intelligently written than slapstick like you know call me kate or whatever the fuck that show is or whatever oh, or call no. me cat or whatever call me cat call yeah. me cat That's what um yeah. if you are looking for some hilarity watch kunk on earth we, right. we found it and i am so glad that we did because it is our new shit it is on Netflix, so all the episodes have dropped, and it it is well, well worth a watch. It truly is. It's it's hysterical. It's the funniest thing I saw all week. So I went from absolutely fucking depressing to absolutely fucking <laughs> to hilarious. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. And I went from eh to eh. <laughs> <laughs> Proving yet again, people, that just a ton of content doesn't mean that it's good. Right. So Having here's my thing. So much does that mean you're going to get quality? Yeah. Now before we go, I have a mm -hmm. I have a question for you that I here's another thing that I want to put forth to you, and I'm absolutely fucking serious about this, people. When we were done watching the Banshees of Inishirin, and we actually kind of shook it off like, oh, that was kind of depressing. Ugh, okay, I need mm -hmm. I need a palate cleanser. Are there sports on or some shit or a comedy? The unicorn chaser. Yeah, we needed a unicorn say. chaser. So, and, and Laura turns to me and says, okay, what's left to watch for best picture? Because typically mm -hmm. we would go through and watch at least most of the Oscar nominations. So when it came to Oscar night, we were informed. We could have more fun guessing the whole bit. But we looked at the rest of the slate of films and their synopses. Holy crap, is it depressing. Now, every year, we have a combined mulligan. We can skip this one. Mm -hmm. Just because we don't want to see it, we know a dog dies in it, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we looked at the rest of the slate of films and said, nope, not going to do it. Mm. And not going to do it, not because they are not fantastic films. I am not throwing shade to the production, the quality, the acting. I am not. But in this day and age, we just want to be entertained, you know, and, and entertained meaning lighthearted, the world is hard enough, and we would just like a little lightheartedness in, in our viewing. But it got me to ask the question, and I, and I think I asked this of, of you and mentioned this on the show before, is Top Gun Maverick a Best Picture nominee? No. Right. And Even though I haven't seen it, uh, that is just uh, not an Oscar for the Best Picture of the Year. No. Yeah. Now, Laura asked me, now, of all the films you saw, Bill, last year, what was your favorite picture? And I said, that's easy. That's Top Gun Maverick. And she said, well, then, doesn't it deserve to be nominated for Best Picture? And then I said, well, but I only saw a handful of movies last year. So if in the small handful of movies that I saw last year, I can honestly say Top Gun is it, then I haven't seen enough movies. So yeah. we agreed on that point, and that's fine. But then I said, doesn't Top Gun then take the place of a picture that would be worth watching? Because it mm -hmm. used to be that most of the most of your Oscar fare, because the Academy has notoriously short memories, come out after <laughs> Thanksgiving and around Christmas and New Year's. And it's rare that a movie that came out in January or February is remembered around Oscar time. Right. Yeah. So that is why, in part, I am on the side of the actress who put herself forth and therefore got nominated for an Oscar for her performance. Yeah, what was she in? Andrea Riseborough. Um, she is in a movie called To Leslie. And, and this article 
is actually talking about how Danielle Deadweiler, who played Emmett Till's mother in the movie Till, and Viola Davis mm-hmm. in The Woman King were not nominated, but Andrea Riseborough was, but she actually had to basically campaign throw it out. for herself. Campaign for herself, because the okay. Academy expanded the the best picture category to 10 movies very specifically to give underserved movies and studios the opportunity to be nominated for best picture mm-hmm. yet you nominate avatar the way of water and top gun maverick mm-hmm. as a best picture mm-hmm. so the question is are the Academy Awards relevant anymore? And I say, no. I love the Oscars. You know this. Anybody who knows me knows this. But if I can't trust the body to nominate films and see the films... Like if I was an Oscar, I I made it a point last year because that was my first year as an Emmy voter mm-hmm. to watch as much shit as I could. And through the nature of our podcast, I watched a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. It would behoove a member of the Academy, especially given the hoops you have to join or go through to join, to watch as much shit as possible. Yeah. But if you don't, then you are only going by what your friends say, who are also members, and or friends who may not be members, but who said, hey, Top Gun Maverick is the shit. You're swayed by advertising. And the only way you you see advertising is if the studio has a budget to put that movie forth in a campaign for Oscars. Mm Mm-hmm. Or it's the last publicity. And publicity. It's the last thing you hear before you open up that envelope or that email saying, okay, vote now. Yeah. I think that the Academy has lost its validity. It sure seems like it. It sure seems like it. And I want to believe in it wholeheartedly because I believe in the art of movies. I believe in the in televised arts and motion picture arts. I really do. But if I can't trust the Academy to watch enough movies to say, okay, Viola Davis may have been fan-fucking-tastic in The Woman King, but these five were better and prove yeah. it, mm-hmm. then how am I going to trust? And if Andrea Riseborough has to campaign for herself, to even have a chance to get nominated. And I think they ruled that yeah. she was going to keep her nomination, by the way. Because how would that fucking look if she if they took it Wait, back? they were going to take it back? Yes. There was a whole oh. thing where there was a controversy where they were thinking about rescinding her that. nomination. Wow. How am I how wow. am I supposed to believe that what we are watching on TV is truly the representation of the best? And if I am not watching the representation of the best, why am I watching? I would rather just go off and find movies and say, fuck, that was great. Until they actually expand all of the categories, like especially the acting categories, to 10, like the film, I am not going to trust that the Academy is truly watching what they need to watch. So I want people to DM me, hit us up on the socials, and and send us emails. Do you believe in the Academy anymore? Does it matter in your life anymore? Do you plan for it like I used to, of watching hours of red red carpet coverage just to be excited about those golden statues, which are made in Chicago, thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Do you care? And I am sad to say I don't anymore. Yeah, I I haven't cared for a while. 
honestly. I have not cared for a while. Uh, and then there's the whole slap thing, too, from last year. Uh, well, and then... I know. I just, uh, but overall, the show itself is ridiculous. It's boring as fuck. It's boring as fuck. And I don't need to see dance interpret they did this one year dance interpretations of the best songs of the year they did that way back like every year way back and then when they found that it just kept running too long they cut the interpretive dance shit because nobody needs that that is irrelevant that's nobody needs that and but i don't need them as we mentioned last last time which may or may not have got cut out we don't need them to sing the whole fucking song. No, we do not. We absolutely do not. Just play a, just play the hook of the song. Yeah. N you know, nominated Lady Gaga, Hold My Hand for Top Gun. And and yeah. the the Rihanna song from Black Panther and all that other sort of Just do that. Just do a quick medley of each song. Blam. And I don't need except for the only montage that I really give a shit about is in Memoriam. And I give yes. a shit about In Memoriam because you are saying goodbye to people who participated in the craft. Mm -hmm. And every year they snub somebody big, probably. Yeah. yeah. But it is a send-off celebration of that person's contribution to cinema. Mm -hmm. Other than that, all montages can go. Yeah, really. I mean, they show a little snippet... From each movie, like the best actress, a little bit of them doing their a piece from the thing. That's great. Why don't you do that with the song? I don't need the whole fucking song. Right. And I certainly don't need an individual presenter to come out. And our fifth nominee for Best Picture is The Banshees of Inishirin. A story, you know, I don't need that. And then you show a whole minute, minute and a half of clips from the film. Just show me one clip when the film's award is about to be presented. I don't, I don't, that part I think is okay because for people who may not have seen the movie, if you tell me a little bit what it's about, because a lot of, some of these are kind of obscure movies, sort of, for your average moviegoer who likes the blockbusters. But show me, you know, tell me a little bit of what it's about, fine, and show me a little, a minute that's not quite a trailer, but close, so they could get a feel for it to know, oh, maybe I should look for that and watch it. I think that's okay. Uh, I mean, you're somebody talking that you've seen them all already, or yeah, you're, you're right. used to, so you don't feel you need that. But for people like me, where I might watch a couple of the movies, but I'm not going to hunt down all of them. But then I see the, the little clips, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should. All right. And I've done that with some of the documentaries that were nominated. I'm like, oh, that looks really neat. I should find that. But then I would rather that time Nowadays, go for I documentaries. Find, you know, I would rather that the time. the same thing for that. Well, right. But I would rather the time then be spent on, you know, showing me a minute of a documentary that may need the boost rather than one of the top films of the year, Avatar. Oh, God, yeah, I don't need Avatar's minute right. shit. Right, right. No, um, so, don't they, I well, just... But they do show some of the documentaries, so you know what it's about, so you could look it up. Yeah, well... I think they do. I think they do. Do they? It's I, been I, a I long can't even time. remember. I don't know. Yeah, I can't even remember. And that's another point. The last thing I remember from an Oscars telecast is the slap. Yeah. Other than that, though, that was recent. Yeah. I would be hard-pressed to find a lasting memory from the Oscars. I would have to go back to the early 2000s, and then before that, the 90s with the Billy Crystal numbers. Oh, God, yeah. That's where I think the problem with the actual award ceremony televised lies. But my main issue of possibly skipping the Oscars this year is because I, I don't have faith in their body politic. Okay. Because I call bullshit. Fair. If you haven't Fair. seen if you haven't seen a hundred movies, you don't deserve to be a member of the Academy. 
That's in two, that year? In that particular year. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, 50 movies is even giving you two weeks off because yeah. that's a movie a week. Yeah. If you can't watch two movies a week and take your membership seriously, why are you a member? To get all the snazzy yeah. goo? That's my thing. And then at least this way, if you have 100 movies a year under your belt, you can then say, all right, love this movie. Don't, like, Michelle Yeoh is amazing. But you know what? I'm just going to say that this actor, nah, not so much. But then again, you you have a sample of 100 movies. Yeah, and if you've seen that many, you you start to pick up on where people are doing well and where they're not. Yeah. I would think you could you start to notice. Well, the you know the cinematography in this movie. Yeah. I mean, it looked better. Yeah. Or the soundtrack was a little off on this one. Yep. Or, or like the syncing of the soundtrack to the talking, like there was some movie where. These a couple's driving on the road, and they got the soundtrack in the background. And each time they spoke, the car you only saw the back end of the car driving away. And then when they showed the two sitting next to each other, it was the music very loudly. Oh. And I'm like, well, shouldn't you show the people talking when you're showing, you know, when they're doing that, and then have the soundtrack as you're following the car on the road from a distance? It just seemed odd to me that they did it. That yeah. Way. I it's, don't remember it, the movie. I just remember that sticking uh, out to me so much. Well, that that's just my two cents. Because if, if magically Bill Larson became a member of the Motion Picture Academy, I would be doing my utmost to watch all the screener codes that they give you. Yeah, now, okay. you probably can't watch them all. Yeah. Maybe but not. as soon as they started rolling in, I would be like, okay, what are we going to watch tonight? And you – and literally just watch two movies a week yeah that's it and that's really that's what a lot of people do that all yeah that's that's early on a sunday morning from 12 to noon or 10 to noon and that's on a tuesday night from nine you know like seven to ten or whatever or even your date nights friday saturday night i mean people like i got this screener you want to see something cool yeah. You know, yeah. I got the code for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. It's not going to be out on video for months. Let's watch it. At least yeah. then you're taking advantage of this. Yeah. And I want to know what people think about that. I have said before, okay. I, I I love the movie business. I absolutely do. I want to believe in it, but I don't believe in it the way that I used to. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Look at that can of worms I opened. <laughs> come get us sponsors come on rogan says far worse come on yeah right yeah all right so that's our show everybody mm-hmm. i'm all fiery now now i want to yeah. write a strongly worded letter to the academy strongly worded emails strongly worded actually i would probably write that shit out and mail it Ooh. just to show them how pissed off i am oh and then, just to show how pissed off I am, handwrite it. Ooh. That's even stronger. Isn't it? That'd be cool. You open this letter, mm-hmm. like, what? Somebody hand-addressed an envelope. All right. Open it up. Holy shit, it's an eight-page letter, handwritten. I can't decipher 32% of it, but it's handwritten. Yeah. I think I'll pay attention <laughs> to this. Or anyway. maybe it goes in the trash. Who knows? Or it better not if I handwrite that. Far. And then I would follow that up with the email version. <laughs> anyway, I, I hope everybody has a fun week. Bah, wait. Our show debuts on Mondays. Uh-huh. Fudge. Which means this week is the Super Bowl. The Superb Owl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. And the Puppy Bowl. <laughs> oh, my God. Spoken like a true non-sports person. But, yes, uh-huh. the Puppy Bowl is awesome. However, I will be watching every fucking minute of the Super Bowl. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Okay. I had to do that. Thank you yes, very much. Yes, my brother says, go Eagles. 
Yeah, go Eagles, baby. Go Eagles. All right. The superb owl. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that before. The friend this... of mine says it or <laughs> types it out in Facebook. I have to give George his props because that's Oh my god. Shit. This owl stands majestically. <laughs> I am superb, superb owl. owl. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, but seriously, fuck you, Kansas City Chiefs, go Eagles. Oh, okay. uh, sorry. I, 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 yeah, actually, yeah, fuck you, Kansas City Chiefs, go Eagles. Okay. Anyway, everybody have a wonderful week, and we will see you. Oh, when the Eagles are victorious. Okay, okay bye. bye.